0: When this boy meets girl meets boy meets world. When this girl meets boy meets boy meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 2, Episode 12, chapter titled The Turnaround.
1: I didn't know if you wanted me to read it or not.
0: What's the chapter title, Tanya?
1: The turnaround.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't read the homework. Did you do your homework?
1: I did my homework, Can I copy
0: off of your notes? No. Why not?
1: Because they probably won't make sense to you.
0: My notes definitely won't make sense to you.
1: See, and that's why copying off of other people to cheat is so obvious. That's
0: what the whole buildup of this podcast has been, to teach children not to cheat on tests.
1: because it's obvious. Your teacher gets papers from you guys and knows what your style is and knows what you're capable of. They know when you're cheating. That's all.
0: Yeah, but when they can't prove it, like Sean's uncle always said, if you can't something something... (laughs)
1: Wear a bow tie.
0: To your arraignment.
1: Yeah, we've learned so much. No,
0: he said something about deny, deny, deny.
1: Mm. Deny, 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 and wear a bow tie.
0: Everybody, all right. Everybody listening to this probably already knows what was said, and we have forgotten, and we do the Boy Meets World podcast. It's fine. Welcome to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm
1: the girl. Got it.
0: Okay, I don't think we have anything to really talk about before the show today. Let we just go let's go into okay. the episode, Instant. oh wait, 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 huh, wait, um we always wait till the end of the episode. We have a Facebook group now. we do um join us, have fun, talk.
1: I was so excited to like talk in it it was it's fun, it is fun.
0: it is fun um we've you know we've had a few conversations about the show and and some really good points. actually, I'm gonna bring one up later in the episode yeah. that one of the listeners brought up yes. Uh, so anyway, this is Boy Meets, Girl Meets, Boy Meets World again. Yeah. And we watched an episode.
1: We did, twice.
0: Also, still no listens in Montana. Like, I don't want to make it a whole thing, but it's it's, it's starting to feel... You have made it a thing. It's it starting is to, a thing. It's feeling like a thing. I feel like Montana as a whole... What
1: was the new state we got this week?
0: Uh New Hampshire? That's
1: right. It was New Hampshire. Yeah, Hello, so New Hampshire.
0: We're down to like four states that haven't listened to our show. Right. Uh, and montana even though that's the one we keep calling out is refusing to just join us
1: nope in fact maybe someone lives at like the montana border and just like drives over the montana border to listen to us just to spite us
0: i don't like that does anybody know anybody in montana we
1: know people in montana how many people i think one <laughs> It's just Jess.
0: Well, why doesn't she listen? I don't know. Why haven't you reached out to her to listen? Why
1: haven't you reached out to her to listen? Well, she and I haven't.
0: She and I haven't spoken in a I while. I think she
1: would listen to you way more than she would listen to me. I don't know. She read The Hunger Games because of you. Oh yeah, Hunger Games is a good book. Mm-hmm.
0: Good movie. But and then she a saw it
1: book. in a the movie theater with me.
0: Wow. It's like our lives are intertwined.
1: <sighs> Weird how that works.
0: Season two, episode twelve, called. The Turnaround. The Turnaround. Um, uh, I don't know if I want to throw this right out the gate, but full disclosure, I wasn't crazy about this episode. But we'll...
1: I wasn't... I'm, I'm going to babble, guys. I just know it because I'm so conflicted about all of it.
0: Um. So this, this episode... Now, this is interesting. It was written by Jeff Minnell and um, Michelle Palermo.
1: But guess who it was directed by?
0: <gasps> was it was it mickey Dolan's? it was
1: mickey Dolan's.
0: (laughs) um anyway yeah it was mickey Dolan. so he was in an episode like three episodes ago Mm -hmm. and then he directed one it was like a tit for tat situation
1: don't say tit (laughs) why it's i don't know i don't like it
0: amy would say tit
1: amy would say tit are you amy
0: yes oh i'm the amy of this relationship are you I think so. So... And the Allen? Classroom or not? We start in the classroom?
1: We do not. Wait, hello.
0: Hi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you didn't let me blurb. It's like you forget I'm even a part of this podcast.
0: Hit me with that blurb, Danya. I need you
1: to tell me what the name of the episode is first. Uh,
0: is it Mickey Dolan's? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, just say you're like... Season two, episode 12. You're
0: like season two, episode 12, the blurb. Is it the turnaround? Season two, episode 12, the turnaround.
1: Every now and then I get a little bit lonely and you're never coming around.
0: (laughs) What did I do to you?
1: What's the name of the episode again?
0: The turnaround.
1: Every now and then I get a little bit tired of listening to the sounds of my tears. What did I do to you? (laughs) That's the blurb. You're welcome. I thought I was good to you. (laughs) I'm. (laughs) I was just reading the blurb. You shouldn't take it personally. All right,
0: classroom or not, bright eyes? What? Bright eyes. Isn't that what they say? Turn around,
1: bright eyes. What? What does he say? What song are you singing? The
0: same song. No. What does he say? Uh, Turn around what?
1: I read you what they say in the song.
0: Later in the song. Alright. At BMG and BMW. <laughs> tell us which one of us is crazy.
1: It's you. Um also, guys, this was produced by Butt Gang.
0: It was produced by Butt Gang. We
1: saw it at the end, it was very exciting.
0: We're very excited to see our favorite
1: butt gang. <laughs> <laughs> our favorite butt gang.
0: Our favorite gang, butt gang. Our um, gang
1: of butts.
0: What would their like gang sign be? Never mind. That's probably inappropriate. <laughs> How for do you this... make butts inappropriate with your hands. for this podcast? So, where classroom we're classroom or not?
1: Not. We're where? in the hallway.
0: Yes, we are. It's like you took notes.
1: I did take notes. I pay attention. I just didn't want to repeat of last week. Yes. I didn't want to read your notes.
0: Good. Good call. I appreciate that we about you. We have figured this out. Maybe we haven't done the episode yet.
1: We're doing it. We're doing great.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, class. I mean we're in the hallway, hallway. mr
1: feeney is in the hallway
0: uh-huh what's he doing
1: he is hanging signs
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we'll find out what they're for uh-huh. so mr turner comes down the steps he's like yeah you should like get some little person to do this because uh you're a teacher and you can boss people around and mr feeney hands him the poster and is like you're right here you go
0: and he goes Wow did i not see that coming
1: Yeah. Which he was kind of dummy this episode. Who
0: didn't see that coming? Mickey
1: Dolans made him be a dummy. Mickey Dolans
0: didn't write it. No, he directed it. Jeff Minnell and Michelle Palermo, they were like, Hey, you know who sucks, Mr. Turner?
1: You know you know what directors do?
0: Oh my god. They direct drop some
1: knowledge. They direct people to act a specific way. So like the intent of what was coming across was directed by Mickey Dolans. He directed Mr. Turner to act like a dummy. Go ahead.
0: Thanks for that.
1: No problem. I'm a director.
0: Um, anyway, so he's putting up posters for the turnaround dance um, where the boys... Get to sit back for a change and have the girls come and ask them to go on a date.
1: Yeah, they can like lay back and relax and just it, sort of like not have the pressure of having to ask a girl.
0: And Mr. Turner says, well, they have to, they just get to sit there and sweat it out, those dopes. Uh, that's important later. Yeah. And, um, uh, so Mr. Feeney walks away and up walks, um, what's her
1: name? Miss Tompkins. Miss Tompkins.
0: It's, um, um, Hold cat. on. Cat. Cat Tompkins.
1: Cat Tompkins, the teacher.
0: I wrote down Cat because that's all Mr. Turner calls mm-hmm.
1: her. And she calls him Jonathan. Mm-hmm. So they they call each other by their first names. They're the only ones. They're very familiar with each other.
0: Yeah. So um, Mr. Tur- uh, Mr. Feeney tells her that she should, or she has to chaperone.
1: Yeah. He's like, what are you doing this weekend? And she's just like, uh nothing he's like how would you like to chaperone the, the turnaround dance and she's like do i have a choice and he says no
0: yep so she is chaperoning and he tells her that she should ask a guy because that's um tradition but for then
1: her. turns her around he to turns face her around jonathan to
0: face mr turner and um which was very like okay mr feeney like yeah he wants this to happen yeah the dogs are nuts today. They're you can just hear them running, tap,
1: tap, tapping away. Tap,
0: tap, tap. Um, so she goes up to Mr. Turner. She, They talk about the turnaround dance for a second. It's clear that he wants her to ask him to the dance. And,
1: and she's just like, Jonathan. And he's like, yes. And she says, you need to bring up the right over there on the poster. Mm-hmm. And then she walks away.
0: Yeah. And then he's... Is that... Yeah, no. he
1: starts banging his head on the wall. He's okay. putting up the poster, right? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, right. He's banging his head on the wall on the poster. But I, I'm confused no, because Mr... No, no, yeah. no. You're
1: right. You're right. It's later. I usually am. It's like the same exact spot and the same you exact know, poster.
0: Don't you know what a director does? Uh, so <laughs> uh, from there, um, Sean and Corey come into mm-hmm. play in the same hallway. It's a very, very long scene in the hallway. Actually, the whole first, like segment of this show Yeah, it's a lot it's all in the hallway um before the commercials mm-hmm. so uh Corey and sean are there uh, by
1: the locker
0: talking about the turnaround dance coming up
1: okay so we know where sean's locker is
0: yeah it was very different this, this was
1: not sean's locker
0: not only was it not sean's locker but the lockers have changed yes the lockers have been stand-up lockers that a person could fit in because multiple times in this series in this season mm-hmm. people have been sp- shoved into lockers right but now the lockers are half sized and
1: and the wall that they were putting the poster on that was just a wall Mm -hmm. i think that was where lockers were that's where sean's locker was and it was a full-size locker and it was on the end yeah and now they're up against a bank of lockers that are half size lockers and Sean's like in like he's got his head in his locker, like grabbing stuff out. And it's definitely not his locker. Yeah. So they had like a remodel or something of the school.
0: I guess, yeah. Because this th- th- for for all the continuity errors that this show has as a whole. This is a weird one. This is a really, just, really. Well, I don't know. We just changed
1: lockers. And honestly, until we started talking about it just now, I didn't even, it didn't dawn on me until we were like, well, yeah, it's the hallway and they're standing by the lockers. Wait a minute. This is weird. Wait a minute. We have seen this bank of lockers before, though.
0: Have we? Yes. When did we see it?
1: Um, I want to say it was. Let's get to the
0: bottom of this.
1: When. Hashtag
0: Lockergate.
1: Eric started dating. What was her name? Desiree. Desiree. Yeah. Like they did a lot of talking in front of this bank of lockers, but it wasn't Sean's locker. Sean has made out with a girl in his locker, shoved mm-hmm. Corey in his locker, and shoved himself in his own locker. Mm-hmm. That was all the same locker
0: but ah, but last week there was uh there were two nerds that were shoved into what we thought was Sean's old locker, uh-huh. But it was by Joey. And it was Joey's locker. Maybe Joey and Frankie took Sean's locker by force.
1: Maybe. and Or they, the administration was so tired of people being inside lockers, they were like, we need smaller lockers. Caught them in half. Caught them in half. <laughs>
0: No, only small kids can be shoved in lockers, <laughs> like the good old days. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Corey and Sean are talking about the dance, and Sean is like, oh, so this is the one where girls ask the guys, Merry Christmas to me.
1: Yeah, because obviously a million girls are going to ask Sean.
0: And Corey goes, yeah. So finally, the girls can be the ones who write up long lists of things that they might want to say and sweat it out and think about the possible ramifications of their actions. And Sean's like, uh, do you do that? And he goes...
1: No, just wondering. (laughs) It's really weird just because, like, my experience, which isn't a lot, Mm -mm. but my experience is that, like, if you were really good friends with a person who people liked a lot, like, my friend that was a girl who was, like, my best friend when I was younger was a girl that, like, all of the guys wanted to be with. I also got asked out because she was my best friend. Okay. So it's weird to me that Corey isn't. Well, I think there are times. I
0: mean, last week's episode, he literally ended up with a girl because of his best friend.
1: Yeah. Uh, Huh?
0: Because of Sean. He ended up with, uh, what's her face? The girl.
1: Teresa? TK? Oh, that wasn't last week.
0: No, it wasn't even close to last week.
1: What happened last week?
0: It was. It was the girl um, where Sean couldn't pick between the two. That's
1: right. Well, and then two, but two weeks before, he did have like a serious girlfriend that he was bringing home to mom, and now he doesn't know how he's going to get a date to this dance. Right. It's it's high school. Okay, I
0: it, get it. It's high school, and and Corey is a neurotic weirdo, but he's also um, every week being reset. Like, I've never had a girlfriend before. Yeah. Like, and he's had a bunch now.
1: Yeah, he's had a whole lot. He has experience. He has kissed so many girls. He has. Um, but yeah, like, just the thought of uh, girls would be interested in, in him if, even if it's just only to get to Sean, like, someone would have asked him.
0: Probably, yes.
1: But, I mean, it,
0: I don't know. He's also he's also weird and um, um, overbearing. Like, we'll get to that in a second. But. Yeah. He doesn't make it any easier on himself, right. but because he does things like overthink and um, can't control himself when he's presented with an opportunity, right? Um, so,
1: so anyway, so he and Sean are talking about it or whatever, and Eric comes around the corner, and it really hit me hard that like Eric is not his brother. Like Eric probably doesn't even exist in this family. He is actually just anxiety personified.
0: He is. He knows that Corey gets upset. And I don't think I ever realized this until we like sat and started writing notes Mm -hmm. down. But it's like literally at this point, every week I'm writing down, Eric comes in and makes... Corey more anxious
1: yes like Eric makes him anxious he was Mm -hmm. kind of okay like he just had a different thought in his head about how it was gonna work out
0: and Eric's like this comes around like all
1: smooth and he's like oh silly boy (laughs) like that's what you think is supposed to happen let me tell you how it really is
0: this could make or break the rest of your entire life and Corey's just like what
1: yeah Um, he's an anxiety meme. Like, he is that, like, picture that you see online of, like, me minding my own business anxiety coming in. Like, that is Eric, 100%. But, so he's like, you have to be at the right place at the right time. And, like, you have to make sure that you're available. And
0: you have to make yourself look available, but not interested or something.
1: So he, he walks, he starts walking down the hall and puts his arm out, like, So that this girl who's also walking, like, the opposite direction, like, gets cut off by his arm, and he just, they go together through the doorway.
0: So Corey decides then that he's going to make himself available and not look interested by standing in the hallway and kind of, like, doing, like, a weird shuffle. back and forth. And Sean just goes to his locker and puts his head in his bottom locker, Mm -hmm. and, um... Corey walks over and he's like, Sean, what are you doing? You never, what makes you think you're ever going to get a girl like that? And a girl walks up and goes, Sean, do you have a date for the dance? While his head is in the locker.
1: Right. And he's like, sure, Becky, I'll go with you. Mm -hmm. And that's that. Like, he has a date.
0: And Corey's just like, all right, cool. All the pressure's off of you. And it's on me. So they walk into the middle of the hallway where Corey is now shuffling even weirder.
1: Hold on, I have a point to make.
0: Please make your point.
1: Be- was it Becky? Was her name Becky? Yeah, it was okay. Becky. Becky says, I'll pick you up at 8. Yes. So this dance is after 8 o'clock.
0: Okay, sure.
1: I, it's going to be very important for later. Okay. I'm pointing out what time Becky says she is going to <laughs> Calm pick him up.
0: down.
1: <laughs> Got it. 8 o'clock. Eight there o'clock. goes Mr.
0: Turner, by the way. <laughs> every um, time. <laughs> every time we record. Motorcycle boy. Maybe he's just a fan of the show. Maybe we need to tell him to ride out to Montana. Yes. Anyway,
1: maybe he has friends in Montana.
0: Anyway, guys, eight o'clock. Eight? Super important. Um, <laughs> eight
1: o'clock is super important.
0: They uh, they're standing in the hallway now. Corey is like doing like a weird shuffle with mm-hmm. his legs spread out and like turning around left and right without turning.
1: It's like an aerobics class.
0: And up walks Topanga because Corey's like, "Who's mm-hmm. gonna ask me now? Like, mm-hmm. I, there's nobody. I need him." He said he's talking about how he needs an above average girl because he's an average guy and he has to get. He has to be cool.
1: Yeah. And uh, and I think for him, the status of above average makes him above average. And that's how you get to be above average is right. by dating someone who's above average.
0: Right. And he, he knows that he's average and he mm-hmm. wants to climb the, the social ladder. It's just, this was all put into his head by Eric. Eric implied right. all of this. Right. So Topanga walks up.
1: Topanga walks up and I, it's insinuated that, you know... He, she should ask him. Well,
0: yeah, she asked him, what are you doing this weekend? Or
1: No, she was like, she basically, they say, like, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah. And it's insinuated that they want her to ask him. And he, she was like, oh, I don't agree with this. It's just like perpetuating gender stereotypes. Well, yeah, and, she said, and then,
0: she says, I know you want me to ask you to the dance this weekend. I'm not going. Here's why.
1: Yeah, she's like, it just perpetuates gender stereotypes. And... And negative gender roles, and I'm not into that. Also, Daddy's taking me to New York to do Christmas shopping. This is where we find out this is the Christmas episode. Yeah. I'm so upset about this. Why? Because a Christmas episode is supposed to give you, like, warm fuzzies. There should be, like, jingle bells. They did the first season Christmas episode very, very well. This did not seem like a Christmas episode at all.
0: And this all happened at 8 (laughs) o'clock.
1: I promise you, this is important. Yeah,
0: Topanga, Topanga says um, she she says she uses the word "this is destructive gender gender bias thinking." Mm-hmm. Um, and so Corey, she walks away, and Corey's just like, "Now I have to find a girl who's okay with destructive gender bias
1: thinking." An above average girl. Who's oh yeah, okay an above average. Yeah. Um, and he looks over and there's, like, this, like, tall blonde girl standing in the middle of all of these other girls. And it's obvious she's the popular girl. She was in a lot of stuff in the 90s. I remember seeing her face, but I can't remember in what. This girl was in a lot of things as, like, a one, um, not a one hit wonder. Like, she did a lot of guest appearances just sort of being, like, the pretty popular girl in a lot of shows. And she was also in a Christian video series. Um, called I think it was secret adventures and this is what I recognized her from but um but she often played like the like really pretty blonde that people wanted to date in sitcoms
0: yes you keep talking while I look up where she's been in
1: <laughs> it's it really doesn't matter I looked up too because because I Was looking for something like solid, like that had a lot of episodes or something that I would have recognized her as like, she was a big part of my childhood and she was not.
0: Marnette Patterson. What a nice name.
1: Anyway, so he looks at her and Sean's like, you think she is going to ask you to this dance? She's the most popular girl in our grade. And he's like, yeah, why not? Like dream big. I think that she would absolutely ask me. She was in Boy Meets World. What? That's our favorite.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and Sean's like, yeah, I, you're crazy. And Sean leaves, right?
0: Yeah, Sean leaves. They had said that the girl that asked Sean out, Becky, mm-hmm. is the Corey literally says she's the third most popular girl in our class. And then they said that Allison is the most popular girl in their class. So right. Sean is just like, there's no chance. Right. Also, now you've heard a motorcycle go by. Our dogs shuffle around our house. And Caden is and doing Caden dishes. And throwing dishes around in the sink. So, and he's,
1: But he's not mad this time. He's no. He's doing it so he can go for a walk.
0: Yeah. No, dishes are loud. Yeah. Um. So I apologize for the lack of professionalism of Welcome this episode. Welcome to our
1: home life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're here with us. It is.
0: So, yeah. Corey... Sean walks away, and Corey starts to... Obviously, like, it's not... um, It's not vague at all. He's imagining that she's, like there's a bubble around it and yeah
1: because she like walks past him and starts to go into a door and then like the bubble comes up and it's like all foggy around it and like the heart music is playing in the yeah. background Ba-da-ba. she like she... turns around and slowly walks towards him like she
0: forgot something and she looks back
1: yeah it's she... very dramatic
0: she walks up to him and says Corey would you like to go to the dance with me
1: and I... he's just like oh, yes I do do. And then everything falls down around him and it's Ingrid something.
0: And she's she's just going, you really? You'll go to the dance with me? And he's like, uh. And she's like, you said you'd go to the dance with me? And she's like got red hair and, and pigtails glasses. and big thick glasses and a weird dress.
1: Again, though, it's um, like to me obvious that she's like a cute girl. Right.
0: But also like... I don't know this. I had so many issues with this episode.
1: I have all of the issues with this episode, and then I had issues with myself for having issues with this episode because there are things in it that are done differently than other shows. Um, and it's so Boy Meets World does a lot of um, taking classic literature and making it modern, which right. it's basically like Wishbone for teenagers. Which it really is, is. wonderful. Like. As much as I dislike Shakespeare, they've done a really, really good job of modernizing Shakespeare and making it relatable. So.
0: What's the story, Corey? <laughs> What's the story, Corey?
1: <laughs> Wishbone is like my favorite kids' show.
0: And Winter's
1: World is like my favorite teen show. It would
0: be the exact same show if Corey was just voicing over every episode, like, and then. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought about how romeo and juliet would have done it
1: yeah so ingrid who is adorable but Mm -hmm. they obviously it's like when tori spelling played screech's girlfriend in say by the bell like Mm -hmm. tori spelling was considered hot but they put glasses and pigtails on her and all of a sudden she was a dork like that's exactly what they did with this right um but so then they, he's just like, oh, no, I can't believe this happened. Then they go to the classroom.
0: Well, she runs back to her group of friends and she goes, oh, I did it. An average boy finally said yes to me. Yeah. So she, I, they're implying that she's below average and she was uh, working up to yes. average. Yes. Where so, Corey was trying to work up to above average.
1: Right. Um, for a second, I thought we went to the classroom. We don't. We go to the kitchen kitchen to the kitchen where Corey is by himself and talking to himself
0: mm-hmm. talking about well ingrid you know i really appreciate blah 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 you know Was i
1: she... just can't go oh no he says you weren't talking to me you were talking to a guy that looks just like yeah. me and this guy gets me in a lot of trouble and i keep telling the police that it's not me and i I keep getting arrested because Mm -hmm. he keeps doing things and, like, nobody's listening to me about this. And
0: as he's saying this, Alan starts to walk down the stairs and watches, very confused, seeing Corey talk to himself. Corey goes, Dad? And he says, No, it's not Dad. It's a guy that looks just like me. And 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 both both of of us (laughs) are wondering what in the world you're doing.
1: What what both of you are doing. It was so funny. It was. Um, and so Corey explains to Alan, like, what's going on. And he's like, so you take Ingrid or you go with Ingrid to the dance. Like, it's that like you have to go with her. It's that easy. I don't understand what your problem is. And Eric comes down after that.
0: And yeah, uh, Alan walks away and Eric comes down.
1: And he's just like, you can't listen to him.
0: No, first he says, you need to listen to him. You can't. You can't tell her no now. Because of the girls' network. Right. And Corey's just like, what do you mean the girls' network? And as he says that, Morgan walks in and goes to the fridge. Mm -hmm. And Eric says, yeah, you know, Corey, it's like um, that that chili that we had for dinner the other night that we both loved so much that mom made. And uh, Morgan looks at Eric inquisitively and then shuts the fridge and scampers out. And Eric goes on to tell him, like, once you say anything, all of the girls are going to talk and then you're never going to get asked out again. You'll ruin that forever.
1: This is very accurate. It is
0: pretty accurate. Like,
1: girls do just, like, talk about random things. Like, Mm -hmm. girls tell each other everything. I think guys do too, though. Like, I think, I don't know that it's necessarily just girls. I just think maybe girls use it more.
0: Maybe maybe it's it's the it's the substance that's being transferred mm-hmm. like um any sort of like emotional damage the girls are going to push pass on to each other right guys like to bring up like dude she's she kissed me on the first date and right like, so it's yeah. that kind of stuff,
1: yeah, I think it's more like it's definitely more damaging what what girls talk about to each other and and then how they use it against each other and against guys,
0: yeah, so Eric. <sighs> has this whole conversation with Corey, and then you know a minute later amy walks in
1: and puts her arm around them and it's like i didn't know you liked my chili so much eric's like see the women's whatever network
0: and he says and bad news travels even faster so
1: dun dun dun
0: the women's what is it international women's network i think Women's
1: international i don't whatever it is it's
0: well, it's going to come up again. Yes. Eight o'clock. <laughs> so uh, classroom or not, Tanya?
1: Classroom. Yay, classroom. Mr. Turner. So it's English class. It is English it's class. It's English class. And Topanga is sitting in front of Corey, who's sitting in front of So Sean. this
0: is important. Um, in fact, I want to actually use the name. So hold on. Uh, this is important. So, Topanga is sitting in front of Corey now in English class and in English. our... English. English. English, in- English. English English class. <laughs> uh, so, John in our Facebook group said, um, he was listening to the most recent episode, not a lot of energy and c- continuity, but in regards to Topanga not being seated in front of Corey in class, I believe they were in homeroom, not English. I think Topanga shared English with them, but I'm not sure if she shares anything else. Um, so... It's a really good point because Mm -hmm. literally we saw that comment yesterday. Yes. And then today we see them in English class for sure. And is in front of them.
1: Right. And she doesn't have a big part to play in this episode. No. Um, She only has the part where she is saying, I'm going to New York. And then she's in the correct class.
0: Yeah. So thanks for the info, John. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, they're in English class.
1: And Mr. Turner is... They're talking about Pygmalion. It says Pygmalion on the board. And for once, this is literature that I love. Like, I love Pygmalion. And
0: this is literature that I had no idea of. Really? Yeah, I'd never heard of it.
1: Pygmalion was the basis for My Fair Lady. Okay. I'm a musical junkie. So growing up, like, I loved My Fair Lady. And and there wasn't anything that talked about it being bad. And I remember watching a movie of Pygmalion. It was not a musical. It was like an old black and white movie.
0: Boo, not a musical.
1: I mean, I sort of feel that way, but like, I also love old movies, like mm-hmm. very classic movies. I love them. Um, and thinking that it seemed like a much harsher story without the music. Um, and I mean, My Fair Lady is the woman is gorgeous. Like, she's just like the most beautiful woman on earth. Um but anyway, I loved Pygmalion, so I was very excited this is what they were doing. But as a kid, like, my family did not talk about how awful the story is. Right. Like, this was a normal way of thinking and still is a normal way of thinking in my family.
0: I think, I don't think it's that abnormal these days anywhere for I anybody.
1: I think that people are trying to move past it and
0: I think grow so past but... it. I don't know. We're, we're in a country right now that's so far divided that I feel like there's a good portion of the country that still agrees. Um,
1: um so Mr. Turner Okay, so this is what we're talking about. Mr. Turner is making the point that if he walked into the classroom on his first day of school using awful grammar and just kind of like flopping around and being ridiculous, that they would not take him seriously as an English teacher.
0: Right. He's saying that the way you act and the way you dress... Does affect the way you're perceived and the opportunities you're given in life. Yes. And the class is like, nah, and that's when he says all that. And he says, what would happen if I walked in like that? And Sean says, well, and I think I might get an A.
1: Right. They keep talking about Pygmalion a little bit. Class ends and Sean gets like... Class dismissed. Class... Well, no. No. People are going to think it's over. It's not over. Hey, guys, keep listening. The episode's not over. Shh. What was that? <laughs> that was the, th- the end theme? You would think you'd be better at it since you wrote it, but that's uh-uh. not what it sounded like. Uh-uh. Um, but so Corey is still like, he's just so perturbed over his situation with Ingrid. And Sean's like, hey, I have figured this out.
0: I f- I've, uh, I've read the pig book. Yeah. He says, I, re- I got it from the pig book. Um,
1: he's like, we will make her above average i know how to do this
0: we'll make ingrid cool and Corey says you can't do that and he says i don't have to becky will because she asked me to the dance so she owes me a favor
1: and Corey says are you sure this is what you want to cash it in on <laughs> i was like what <laughs> Corey?" yeah anyway so they leave the school from there. And yeah. then I think we go to the kitchen?
0: Uh, not not quite. That's uh, real quick. Kat walks up to Mr. Turner. And, oh, yeah. This um, is... While they're in the hallway, um, after the class, Kat is beating around the bush. And
1: and Mr. Turner's just like, yeah, so what are you doing this weekend? And she's like, well, Mr. Feeney has me uh, going to the dance. I have to chaperone. And he's and... like,
0: oh, yeah, that turnaround dance thing or whatever. Yeah, you bringing anybody or whatever? Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, I just I'll, I'll be going to that." Okay, bye. And he, she goes, "Oh, uh, Jonathan," and that's when he's like, "Yes." Oh, you need to hang the poster up a little bit to the right, and that's when he starts banging his head on the poster. Okay. And Mister Feeney walks by as he's banging his head on the wall and use, goes, "Use a hammer." Use a hammer, Mister Turner. Kitchen.
1: <laughs> Kitchen. In the kitchen, we have Morgan, Mm -hmm. Sean, and Corey sitting at the table, and it looks like they're making a collage out of magazine cuttings. I hate this so much. I do too. They are putting together like the perfect woman with pieces from a magazine, and they're just like her lips, her legs, her hair, and they're just like putting together this person. And Amy, who they want Ingrid to be, right? And Amy's like, guys, this is awful like mm-hmm. what you were doing is not okay and she says
0: like these are women with these are all fake they have lifts and tucks and implants and um you're this these are unrealistic expectations for a woman. where did you get this these magazines from anyway
1: your bedside table is what they tell her and
0: she immediately goes oh you didn't open the drawer did you <laughs> um
1: i wouldn't have gotten that at all as a kid i definitely
0: didn't get it as a kid but as an adult yeah i get it
1: so here's where some of my conflicting emotions come in one i don't like it when people say that the stuff that we see in magazines or ads or whatever give us um like a a skewed version of what a woman should be because and and I get that there is airbrushing that happens and there is a lot of plastic surgery and stuff that happens. It happens in regular life too. Mm-hmm. But there's also plenty of women that are being unaffirmed who actually do look like that. Mm-hmm. We have a neighbor literally down the street. She's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Like, she looks like a model. She looks perfect. Okay. And... And
0: I have no idea who you're talking about, but we'll. She's that one, one of Finley's moms. One of Finley's moms. Now My I know. My wife. <laughs> yeah. Now I know what's going on when I leave for work. No, fin- one, of one of Finley's, Finley's
1: moms. friends' moms, and she, like, she really does look like that. And to say to look at someone who looks like her and say, mm, "I really don't like you," you know, wanting. Someone that looks like that or whatever, because that real women don't look that way is saying that she isn't a real woman like that. She we have a, a girl that went to our school who is she was always super, super, super tiny, but tall, like she was very, very skinny and tall, has like super high cheekbones, like a perfect like. She photographs really, really well. And that is how she was made. Like, that's how she was born. So there are people who really do look like that.
0: That's true. But I'm also on the same I'm. I agree with you because I feel like we too often put down these beautiful women for no reason other than to make everyone else feel better. But at the same time, we are putting them on this pedestal where we're only photographing them for these magazines. And... We are photographing Mm -hmm. beautiful women and airbrushing and lifting and tucking. Right. So I think you should have these magazines and also photograph just every type of person.
1: Right. Which is becoming more of a thing. It's becoming more and more of a thing. And I want that acknowledged, but I also want to acknowledge that these are actually real people. Like, I agree. So, um, that that's just one of my like where i'm like i get it i get not wanting to compare this little girl like she's 14 um to these women in these magazines right but to say like all of none of these women are real i think is a a problem because then you're saying to someone who does look like that like hey that's not you couldn't possibly look that good
0: right no it just it all sucks Mm -hmm. like but what they're doing is so gross to me. Yes, like it's very gross. Like they're cutting out pieces of women that, because, and I think that's the problem that a lot of women specifically, mm-hmm. I mean, men deal with this too, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel gross all the time. Right. But um, women will have so many, you are a beautiful, beautiful woman, but you will still pick parts of yourself out and say, I hate this about me. But all women will do this thing, a lot of women will do mm-hmm. this thing where they will have three or four amazing features, but that's not okay because now they're focusing on, I don't know, their, their knees don't match the prettiest knees that they've ever seen.
1: I So, okay, as a woman, I can honestly say that it has, for me, nothing to do with media, magazines, or anything like that. Nothing. There is zero things that have, that, that has influenced me about Mm -hmm. my issues come from the fact that i don't like the way that it looks like and it i wouldn't want my body to look like kate moss's like it's not i'm not comparing it to anyone it's what i feel uncomfortable with
0: okay But that's
1: probably just me, though. Sure. I know a lot of people who are like, I don't look like that, so I'm unhappy. My problem is I look like me, so I'm unhappy.
0: Sure. But what if you walked into the kitchen tomorrow and I had a bunch of magazine covers out and was cutting pieces out and saying, now you could do this with your body and you could look like this. I would keep
1: walking right out the door.
0: Yeah. And you should. Right. So, um, anyway, they're doing that whole thing and, um. Uh, Amy walks away and Ingrid walks down with Becky. Yeah, well, While Becky
1: Becky... <laughs> Becky comes down. Well, because Morgan's like, here she comes, here she comes. Now, poor Morgan is a part of this. And uh, like, yes. goodness gracious, poor Morgan. Yeah. But so Becky comes down the stairs and, and Sean goes, oh, my gosh, you made her look just like Becky. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and she's. Like, I am Becky, you idiot. And then Ingrid walks down and she looks really pretty and she's Mm -hmm. got a nice dress on and her hair is done. And
1: yeah, she's as cute as she was before, just without glasses and pigtails. Like, right. um, I also just want to point out, I loved Becky. Like, I liked Becky a lot. Like, she was a really cute, like, person that they integrated into this episode. And I really liked her. And, And a lot of the times these background people, I'm just like, meh whatever but i really liked becky
0: yeah i really liked ingrid too um and i couldn't figure out who she was while we watched and then i figured it out obviously in the section of the show that i cut out but um (laughs)
1: she she... played robin Mm -hmm. on alex Mack, which i knew that she was nickelodeon Mm -hmm. i remembered seeing her like you know you picture her in certain Picture people, like, in certain situations where you're like, what was that from? I can picture her, like, walking down a sidewalk. Mm-hmm. What was that from? And I actually thought, was she on Wishbone? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. So
1: Just... then I looked her up and I was like, oh, she was Alex Mack's, like, best friend. Yeah. Um, Which, as soon as I saw that, I was like, Alden's gonna know immediately. Mm-mm. Because you loved Alex Mack, I right? did. That was such a good show. It was such a good show. But, um, I missed that show.
0: But then I, like, I saw... This is a quick sidebar, mm-hmm. but I saw stuff from her now, and she's like not in any shows now. Right. She, um, but I guess she dealt with addiction, and she's gotten a whole bunch of plastic surgery, and it's just like oh,
1: I didn't see any of that. I just saw Alex Mack, and I was like, all right, got something to write down, done.
0: So I'm like watching or reading all of this, thinking about Ingrid, and I'm like, so Ingrid grows up, and she just wants all this plastic surgery, and i was just like, to be oh. cool, it's
1: all Sean and Corey's fault.
0: It is. It really did bum me out.
1: What a bummer. This You hate this episode now, like, more than anything.
0: I do. But uh, I really think she was a great actress in this. and Yes. I, and she was amazing in Alex Mack. Yeah. So.
1: And she was always just, like, adorable.
0: We, after this, Alex Mack fan cast. Yes. So, anyway. <laughs> when we're 90. Yeah.
1: I remember when Larissa <laughs> oh, Nick. You say that so well. I always had trouble saying her last name. I
0: do, too. I just go with it and don't <laughs> think about it. So, um, anyway, she comes down the stairs and Sean's, Corey's like, you look amazing.
1: She's he's like, you look gorgeous. And, and
0: Sean is like, "No, eh, no, not doing it. I'm going to
1: stuff him in the garbage disposal and turn it on.
0: Wow. Okay. He
1: made me upset.
0: They all made me upset. Yes. Even Ingrid ended up making me upset. Yes, so anyway.
1: That's why this episode kind of redeemed itself to me.
0: I mean, I guess, but it still but sucks.
1: again, it was very Pygmalion. Like they... Got, they did Pygmalion with teenagers.
0: Pygmalion is such a weird word.
1: It really is, but I love it.
0: I feel like you're talking about some science fiction movie.
1: It sounds like one. It I does. never knew. I I remember thinking that anything Pygmalion related was called My Fair Lady until I was like eleven or twelve. I watched these things at a very tiny young age, like four and five. But it wasn't until I was eleven or twelve that I found out that the old Pygmalion movie was not actually Old My Fair Lady, and like old new were my fair lady does that make sense no it doesn't anyway
0: <laughs> anyway so Corey's like what do you mean she's not look she looks amazing and sean goes no there's just something missing there's some there- to be cool you need like a certain mystique about you and you can just-
1: look pretty but it's not all about looks like it's about how you act and stuff too
0: and he's like you know it needs to be something more uh, exotic what's what's an exotic name for ingrid and she's like um ingrid is exotic it's Swedish, and he's like Swedish, like from, from
1: Switzerland.
0: Yeah, and she's like, uh, no, from Sweden, and he's like, like F- Switzerland,
1: Sweden, and she's like, no, like from Sweden, where my mom's family is right now. Like we go there every year to visit my aunt Uma, who lives near the beach. And he's like, and he's like the beach in Switzerland, and he, she's like, uh huh, Sweden.
0: <laughs> and he says, so correct me if I'm wrong, but. I have a great idea. Women in Sweden on the beach, nude, right? And she was like, yeah, it's no big deal. And he goes, uh, in Sweden, in America, yes, big deal. So here's what we do. Um, and he says that he's going to make her popular using all this. Mm-hmm. And, and Corey's like, hey, this is a bad idea. Every one of his great ideas... Blows up in our face, and she grabs Corey by the like shirt collar.
1: I want to be popular.
0: Yeah, and he's like, "Okay, we go with the plan."
1: Yeah. So Corey's having misgivings about all of it, mm-hmm. and now it's on her. Like, and that's that's how I feel about it. Like, he's like, "Okay, guys, slow your roll," and she's like, "No, I want I want this. This is what I want." And as a young teenager, it would have been what I wanted too. Right. Like, I thought different clothes, figuring out a different way to do my hair, figuring out a different way to do my makeup or things that ridiculous would actually change how popular or unpopular I was. I thought that that actually was important.
0: Well, to an extent, it it can be. Like if you get to the point where you look good but also you feel comfortable, that's 90% of what mm-hmm. popular kids are. It's just like, "All right, here I am. I'm great." Right. Um, it's the kids who overthink. That's why Sean is so popular and because he doesn't think about it at all. And Corey is not because he's always worried about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so they go to school now. Right. They it cuts to the hallway, and
1: and uh, Sean and Becky are standing there and like talking really stunted. Like Sean's just like. Oh, yeah. In Sweden, they are always naked all the time. At Gap, they only sell hats. And Becky's like, you know who's from Sweden? Ingrid's from Sweden. And Sean's like, you mean where they're always nude? And Becky's like, that's right. Ingrid's from where they're always nude.
0: Yeah, he says something like, on the beach, nude. At the mall, nude and then he says wait isn't that ingrid coming now and he like looks around the corner and nobody's coming
1: (laughs) he looks up at the stairs like she's supposed to be coming down the stairs and having like a shoes all that moment and then they're like i said is that ingrid now
0: and then she comes around from the other direction (laughs) um and she's wearing like a swedish outfit
1: yeah it was really weird and
0: one of the guys that was there with sean and becky goes what's with the clothes and sean goes actually you didn't want to hear something you didn't hear it from me but under those clothes nude
1: (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was really funny it was funny um so anyway so she's getting popular because she's nude under her clothes (laughs) so we're all popular guys we are um around lunchtime We're in the lunchroom and Corey sits down at a table with Ingrid and Becky and what was the blonde girl's name?
0: Was that Allison there?
1: Allison. Yeah. All three of them are sitting at the table Mm -hmm. and Corey sits down and he's just like, oh, hey guys. He's also wearing like a white turtleneck under an ugly Christmas sweater in the middle. Again, this is the Christmas episode. Do you guys feel a Christmas spirit? Because I don't at all. Just saying.
0: Christmas in July. It
1: should. It should be. It is. It is Christmas in July. However, I don't feel a Christmas spirit.
0: Well, that's on you, isn't it? Can
1: you make our theme song sound Christmassy for There's this episode? no chance. Like, just play some jingle bells behind it. I'll try. I would love it if you did that.
0: God, can if you guys listen to this episode... You're my
1: half-husband now, so...
0: All right, we'll talk about that later. If you, If you guys listen to this episode and you heard jingles at the beginning, just know that... I worked real hard on it, and it's probably real bad. Just, <laughs> just humor me. And me, because really,
1: he's just humoring me.
0: Yeah, make me feel like it was all right. It's, it's <laughs> not going to be. Um, anyway, so yeah, he sits down there, and the other two girls, uh, Allison and Becky, get up. And, and like, they like, And you can tell go. something is wrong. Yeah, like, They're like, just mm. like, oh,
1: no, and they like walk away.
0: And Ingrid's like, um, about the dance, Corey, um, I'm going to have to go with somebody else i can't go with you and he's like what why
1: and she's like well i'm above average now so
0: she said i would walk i was walking through the halls earlier and rick asked me to the dance which by the way rick no what he
1: walked past her and she decided to try to ask him to see if he would say yes and he said yes so now he she can't go with him no
0: oh, really yeah she asked him she
1: asked him i was writing
0: stuff down on and, a I, whim. and i missed this i thought he asked her, and no. I was real mad at Rick. <laughs> that's not how turnaround dances work, Rick. But I guess...
1: He was trying to abolish gender stereotypes.
0: Good point. Mm-hmm. I want to pro- point out that I, re- I really did like what Topanga said, where she's just like, so you're implying that women should always ask, or men should always ask women? right.
1: Like, this dance is implying that the men always ask the women, and I can't stand for that. Good point, Topanga. You're super smart. Wish you had been in the rest of this episode.
0: I agree. Anyway.
1: Topanga's the best.
0: <laughs> Sometimes.
1: All the time. So, Except when she says, daddy, I don't like that.
0: Yeah, that was weird, too. So Ingrid uh, tells Corey she can't go, and she's like, you did this for me. I couldn't have done this without you, so I appreciate you so much. You should be happy that I'm that I'm getting more popular. Aren't you happy? And he's like, no. So whatever, she walks away. Right. Um, Sean walks over, right? Yeah, Sean yeah. walks <laughs> over and he goes, hey, I just heard what happened. And Corey's like, how did you just now? It just happened. And he says, the women's, women's network.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, um, then Allison comes over. Yeah. And she's just like, Corey, could you take me? Well, she
0: says, I just heard what happened. I'm so sorry about oh, you and yeah. Ingrid.
1: And she's like, would you take me to the dance? And, and he's like, wait, you want me to take you to the dance?
0: And he, he turns to Sean because he imagined it earlier mm-hmm. that she asked him. And he turns to Sean and he goes, you see her too, right? <laughs> and uh, she says, no, really, will you, will you take me? And he like... He gets throws down his,
1: himself around her leg.
0: Grabs her bottom legs like a kid and his mom and goes,
1: please.
0: And this is why you're not cool, Corey.
1: Yeah, definitely. So now we go home. Living room. The living room where Amy and Alan are trimming the Christmas tree without their children. Mm-hmm. As if it's not a tradition to trim the tree with your children. Wow. Isn't it?
0: I mean, it's whatever. Usually you guys do it without me. Uh,
1: well, lately, I just have the kids do it. That's true. So I don't like to be a part of the fighting. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Fight. Aubrey has to direct everything. She's like, no, you can't put that there. Tanya won't like it.
0: Yeah. Um. So maybe Alan and Amy had the right idea. Maybe so. Maybe they figured that shit out before okay. we did.
1: All right. So mind you, Becky was picking Sean up. Yes. At 8 o'clock.
0: At 8 o'clock.
1: At eight o'clock, eight o'clock for the dance.
0: Is this coming to fruition now?
1: It's starting to. Okay, tell me. It is beginning to come to fruition. Go. It's it's a slow roll. Just we'll have to it's talk a little a bit more. It's been
0: a real. It's been a forty minute roll.
1: Okay, so uh, Eric and Corey are getting ready to go to the dance. Eric comes down the stairs and he's like, he goes and sits on the couch, and they're just like, oh, um, are you gonna go pick up whatever his date's name is, Megan?
0: Megan Trainer.
1: Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, this is the turnaround dance. So I get to um, get picked up, and she has to worry about being uncomfortable around the parents and all of this stuff. And then you hear like this honk outside, and he's like, I feel so cheap. And then like walks out the door, and then it's like, hey, Corey, it's time for you to go too.
0: So Amy and Alan are just, or, and Corey says, what are you guys getting into tonight? And Amy's like, well, you know, we're just going to, or maybe it's Alan, we're just going to hang out, finish decorating the tree, and turn in early. And he's right. like, don't overdo it, guys.
1: Right. And he leaves, and they immediately pull this tray well, out like, from behind the couch well, that they, has wine and cheese and stuff on like it. They push
0: him out the door and lock the door and like, lock well, the door,
1: come on. FYI, they did make sure Morgan was accounted for, she is spending the night at a friend's right. house.
0: So, yeah, they pull out the wine and cheese tray and...
1: Uh, it is 8 p.m. and they are locking their children out of the house. Yeah. It's and, a little disturbing.
0: And uh, Alan is just like, all right, you ready to turn in for the night? Don't overdo it, old and lady. she's
1: like, maybe we could have a sip and a nibble. Yeah, she says... And then starts trying to make out with him and he pushes her hold off. Hold on.
0: She says... Let's. Af- we could turn in after we have some wine, some nibbly, some you, like,
1: and then starts to like nibbly. come on strong to him, and he pushes her away and was like, "Calm down, woman!" and yeah. like goes and starts like massaging her shoulders. He's at eight o'clock.
0: At eight o'clock, he sits on the. Eight o'clock. He sits on the back of the couch at eight o'clock. At eight o'clock and starts massaging her at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then we cut two that's school. the last
1: you see of amy and Alan for the rest of the series. lives <laughs> the
0: lives at eight o'clock at eight o'clock so we cut to the school
1: dance we cut to the school dance.
0: maybe i should talk some go ahead so am we i cut- talking too much <laughs> i don't know at bmg and bmw <laughs> so uh, don't
1: at bmg and bmw about whether i talk too much
0: so we cut to the school dance uh Corey and Allison walk in. Allison immediately says, okay, thanks for bringing me. I'm off now. And Corey's like, what about me? And she says, um, I'm going, everybody knows this. I get someone else to bring me to the dance because my boyfriend, Danny, is a ninth grader. And my parents won't let me date a ninth grader. So I get dropped off. By the way, she looks 23.
1: Yeah, but... Definitely she's like, everybody knows this. Corey is way too busy overthinking everything in life to know what is going on around him ever.
0: So he makes a face and she's like, wait, you don't know this? And he's like, No. She says, like, It's okay, well, I I gotta go off with Danny, so bye.
1: Yeah, and she's like super nice. Like through this entire episode, she's a very nice person. Oh,
0: and back when Ingrid dumped Corey, she gave him a kiss on the cheek. Right. And he's like, What? A pity kiss? And so then here, when Allison leaves him and dumps mm-hmm. him, uh, she goes in for a kiss on the cheek and he like sticks his hand up and grabs her face and he goes, <laughs> no, take your pity
1: kiss.
0: <laughs> it was good. So anyway. And
1: then Sean, Sean immediately comes over and he's like, I heard what happened between gonna... you and Allison. He's like, and he's like, what?
0: Again, it just happened. And he's like, Women's Network. Um, and then he's
1: like, where's Becky. And he's, like, in the bathroom for the next six hours, as always.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, So, okay, she just counted on her hands, and I don't know what this means. So, anyway. <laughs> Eight o'clock. Okay. Um, so, now we cut to Mr. Feeney chastising uh, Jonathan and Kat, Mr. Turner and yeah, Miss Tompkins.
1: Like, you guys are supposed to be chaperoning, and instead, like, you came in here just to, like, flirt with each other and And
0: he's like what would what would it be like if i just came here found a nice woman to chat it up with and had a great time
1: mind you he did not ask mr turner to chaperone this dance that's true mr turner is a date
0: but anyway he says what would it be like if i did this and had a great time and found a woman and enjoyed myself and
1: they're like you should do that and he goes, "Oh." Maybe I should. Yeah.
0: And then he looks over at Miss... Uh,
1: Miss Snyder. Miss Snyder. Which is definitely... Definitely. Poetry Slam Lady.
0: I thought so. hmm Miss Snyder. Get it, girl. Yeah. Um, you know what he didn't do? What Mr. Feeney didn't do? He didn't cut up a bunch of pictures saying, I wish you looked like this. That is true. So anyway. Um, oh, Yeah. So I couldn't remember what happened next and I couldn't read my writing. Ingrid comes in. Well, no, uh, Mr. Turner and Kat are talking and are they dance? Uh, she, he says, so you just strung me along.
1: I hate this so much.
0: All week just to watch me squirm because you get some sick pleasure out of watching and me. And she
1: just says, yes.
0: And he went, oh, okay.
1: And see, okay, so as I'm watching this, I start to wonder if I just have a problem like with flirtatiousness because I feel like it's a gameplay.
0: I am a very flirty person and I think it's just fun
1: Right but I wonder none of if, this if that's, fun. I wonder if that is my aversion to flirtiness as a general rule is that I don't know where that distinct line mm. is between just fun and playing a really obnoxious game.
0: No, normally it's just fun and none of this literally none of this is fun in this episode. I hated it at all Well,
1: I've watched adults recently play this like flirtatious game where it's just like well i'm just flirty it's whatever and it's like no you're gross like what are you doing yeah
0: we're talking about people that aren't that are like this like right they're like the people in this episode right they're not flirting this is not what they're doing they're playing games
1: yeah i hate games it makes me so upset and and just so you guys know like if you are playing games with people like it's not gonna start a good relationship but also it will make you super paranoid that everyone is playing games with you too
0: right um but yeah learn learn from us here on boy meets girl meets learn from
1: the best tv show ever made
0: yeah and i i really do think like there are episodes where flirting is done well Mm -hmm. and in this episode it's all bad Yes, i don't think there's ever a point other than amy and alan flirting that this was done well and amy and alan were fantastic in this episode yes And they're very into each other, and they're an old married couple, and they love each other so much, Mm -hmm. and they want to get it on. And that's beautiful.
1: It is wonderful.
0: Um, Anyway, 8 (laughs) o'clock. So uh, Mr. Turner and Kat get up to dance, and that's when Ingrid walks up to Corey.
1: She's wrapped in a towel. She can't see anything. She's fully clothed, by the way. She's fully clothed. She's wrapped in a towel, but her hair is wet, and she's, like, shivering, and he's like, Ingrid, what happened? And And she goes,
0: Corey, is that you? Yeah,
1: because she can't see. She's, like, squinting, and he's just like, what happened to you, and- She was like a bunch of the cool kids. We were like standing by the pool and they were like, it would be really cool if we just all jumped in the pool in our clothes. And like, apparently it's cool to say things like that, but not cool to do them. So I did it. I was the only one who did it. And my contacts fell out and everyone was laughing at me. And my date found someone drier to hang out with.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, Corey is just like here, you know, let me me find your glasses and he grabs her bag and he digs through it and he. Hands them out to her, and she can't even see him holding them out to her. So he opens them up and puts them on for her. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, he apologizes for, like, you know, we kind of did this to ourselves. You know, I'm I'm sorry for doing this to you.
1: He says to her, like, I don't know... If you realize this, but like, I'm going to apologize because what Sean and I did was we did this for me. We didn't do this for you. And nope. she's like, I know, but I liked it anyway. Yeah, like she I, I wanted to, this to happen.
0: Yeah. She said, I know that's why I didn't feel bad dumping you.
1: Right. Very good point. Very Ingrid. good point. Yes. Um, so here's another one of my like things where I feel very back and forth about it. Um, (laughs) eight o'clock so this is so while the episode is problematic as a whole shows should not just be what would be a good scenario Mm -hmm. and how a good scenario should play out this is very much how kids that age are and even adults that age are but the fact that they sat down and talked about it and Corey was just like, yeah, we did this and we were wrong for doing it. And she, as a girl, like, acknowledged, like, yeah, it was really shitty of you to do this. But, like, I wanted this. I didn't know how to go about becoming cool. Like, I was desperate to be a cooler person. And you guys did that for me. And that's great. And but because you did it selfishly, like, I didn't feel bad about messing with you. Like, it was fine. It all worked out for all of us. And then it all didn't work out for all of us. And then, it, like, it just played out. It was fine.
0: Yeah, I don't know. that. Literally, last week's episode was an episode where I said um, I hated the episode until at the end when they got what they deserved. And I just, I don't know why in this episode I feel differently. Uh, it all bothered me.
1: There's a lot of gameplay.
0: Yeah. So but
1: gameplay is a thing that happens in real life. That's true. And now Still watching sucks. that... Yeah, but now it's more recognizable. Like, Like, if you watch games play out badly... Mm-hmm. In a TV show, you're recognizing even that games are being played in the first place.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so Corey says, you know, it doesn't really matter. It all happened. We know... At least now we know who we are. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, we know who we are. And that's that's all that matters now. And uh, uh, as she's saying that...
1: Well, he says... So he says, we could have come here as ourselves together and had a really good time. And I feel bad that, like, I ruined that.
0: Yeah. And he, he says... Well, there's always next year. And she says, well, there's this year, too. You know, we still have time. And then...
1: This uh, random guy comes up and he's like, are you Ingrid? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, you jumped in the pool. You're really cool.
0: You want to dance? And she's like, oh, yes, I do. And she
1: picks up all of her stuff to go dance. Like, she's still wrapped in a towel. She picks up her purse and her shoes and, like, everything to go dance. And Corey's like, hey, where are you going?
0: And she goes, give it a rest, Corey. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh yeah, because he said, uh, "What happened to we know who we are?" And she's like, "Give it a rest." Um. So as she walks away, Sean pops in and goes, <laughs> "I heard what happened." I just heard what happened. <laughs> and Corey goes, "Oh, the women's network again?" And he goes, "No, it was right over there." <laughs> um. And uh, they talk for a second. Corey's like, "Well, you know, what's going on with Becky?" And he's like, "Oh, she's still in the bathroom." Mm-hmm. And
1: and then Eric comes over, and they're like, "Where's your date?"
0: And he says, um, "Apparently, she still has a thing for her ex-boyfriend, and I didn't know. And apparently, everybody else did. But she's with him now, and I got dumped." And Corey's like, "Wow, you're really cool with it." And He's like, "Yeah, I, you know, i I really don't mind it. You know, it's it's fine. It happened. It's no big deal." And then a guy goes, "Can I get your picture for the dance?" And he goes, uh, uh, drop dead! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so...
1: But, and then Corey's just like, no, 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 guys, like, let's let's get this picture, and we can just say, like, all of our dates were in the bathroom, but at least we'll have this picture. Mm-hmm. So they all, like, scoot in, and Sean's like, hey, guys, like, my date really is in the bathroom. Like, my date's fine. She just spends a lot of time in the bathroom. And Eric
0: goes, shut up.
1: And they, like, scoot in together, and Corey's like, okay, let's all say cheese, and Sean's just like, You have to say, dumped. And Eric goes, dumped. And Corey's like, dumped. And Sean's just like, cheese. (laughs) (laughs) He's a little asshole.
0: He's a little asshole. So that's the end of the main episode. But now we go to my favorite scene of the whole episode. And that is the end credit scene. End
1: credit scene. Corey and Eric come in the house after the dance. Living room. Living room. They come in the house after the dance. 8 o'clock. It's not 8 o'clock anymore.
0: No, but I'm still saying 8 o'clock. This is
1: where 8 o'clock comes in. About time. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so uh cory and eric come in the house alan and amy are sitting exactly the same way we last saw them alan with his hands on amy's shoulders sitting on the back of the couch amy sitting on the couch eyes closed both of them are completely asleep and haven't moved since
1: since eight o'clock since
0: eight o'clock and
1: and eric is like oh they could still have a good time he like picks up like some type of food off of the tray and they both start to walk up the steps and as they get like halfway up the steps Eric throws the food at Alan's head and it hits him enough to wake him up and like the boys run all the way upstairs and Alan's like are you are you cozy are you comfortable and she's like yeah just a few more minutes and he's like that's not I've it's it's your turn to do me I've been doing this to you for and looks at his watch and he's like six hours what is six hours from eight o'clock? 2 a.m. Uh huh. There is a 14 year old boy uh-huh. coming in at 2 a.m. from a dance that's at the school. Yep. That's not <laughs> six hours. That's where eight o'clock comes in. Six hours past this, eight o'clock this is 2 a.m. Is when you decided
0: to get loud. Um.
1: <laughs> I'm appalled. Our kids better not be coming in from a dance at 14. Oh, wait. Caden's almost 15. He has never come in at 2 a.m. from anything. Correct. Just saying.
0: And we've never flirted on the couch for six hours. So here we are.
1: I think we have flirted on the couch for six hours. We didn't fall asleep in the middle of it. We're not quite as old as Amy and Alan.
0: That's true. That's it? Eight six o-
1: hours is 8 to
0: <laughs> 2 a.m. That was the payoff for the 8 o'clock thing? Yes. There. Okay. <laughs>
1: I have, like, a whole, like, math problem on my paper. <laughs> it's, like, eight o'clock, question mark, question mark, question mark, six hours, question mark, question mark, question mark. Yep. Sorry.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, that's the end of the episode. Um, that I love that end scene so much just because it showed them, I don't know, They they were such a cute couple for yeah. this episode. And they were the only shining of this episode to me yeah it really bothered me to see ingrid act the way she did but it also for Corey and sean to act the way they did mm-hmm. and eric spent the whole episode manipulating Corey and then not getting what he wanted like it was all just very i Gross. don't know it, it sucked
1: yeah it definitely leaves a bad taste in my mouth i definitely understand like they were doing pygmalion and that is important like and to their point it does matter to other people what you look and sound like. It
0: it does. Like, so I think that's where we could have learned that for, um, for Ingrid. Mm-hmm. Because she wasn't um, necessarily taking care of herself before all of this happened. You know, she wasn't dressing um, nice. She wasn't carefully trying to figure out how she should uh uh, carry herself some people
1: don't have a choice that's true okay so growing up like this is just this is not therapy this is just me stating like a fact eight o'clock i'm gonna punch you (laughs) um growing up like i was homeschooled so this was situation where like we didn't have a lot of cool clothes and stuff my mom had four daughters like there was no way that she could afford to get us all like the best clothes Mm -hmm. all of our friends had the best clothes and every once in a while they'd be like oh here this will fit you you can have this so we had like a few things that were quote-unquote cool but for the most part we didn't like i wanted to have a chance to look a certain way do my makeup a certain way, do my hair a certain way. I couldn't. Mm -hmm. So for me, like, even though I may have thought I had the potential to look the way that I wanted to, I couldn't do it. I didn't have anything that I could use to become that person. And maybe Ingrid didn't either. Like Becky had a green dress that she could let Ingrid wear. Becky, knew how to style her hair the right way maybe Ingrid's family was just like um no we're not gonna help you figure this out
0: that's true you're right and you know the glasses that she had mm-hmm. on were unfortunate like you can get smaller glasses that still do the job but maybe her family got those for her and they were the cheapest ones they could get um, but to an extent too like she could have done her hair differently doing your hair in pigtails in eighth grade isn't the greatest idea yeah in the but whole world. it could
1: have been a thing where she was told that she should okay that's true like
0: that's true but then everybody telling her like put your hair down and brush it this way it gave her a chance to kind of do things a little bit differently right which is because even now like our kids have almost anything that they need right um but every single day several times a day we have to tell finley get your hair out of your face put it to the side you know we we make him make himself a little bit more respectable right and that we're not changing the way that he acts or or looks no but we are telling him to make sure he looks like he's putting in some sort of effort into being a person
1: right Right. i agree with that we've already always done like we want you guys to feel comfortable with what you look like if you want to grow your hair long it's whatever just keep it out of your face like those are things that's not my point
0: I agree. And I'm saying that I think there are a couple little things that Ingrid could have done and that she learned from this. But she
1: didn't... Yeah, that she could learn from this situation. Right. Like another example, my mom made sure that I had bangs all the time because I had acne on my forehead and it never crossed her mind that the acne was caused by the bangs Mm -hmm. being on my forehead. But I had these awful bangs for forever yeah and i had to have them because my mom cut them like that Mm -hmm. that's what my hair was like and all of my friends would be like well maybe if you lost the bangs Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i couldn't lose the bangs it wasn't even something i was capable of until i put my foot down and said hey i'm putting my bangs back and i'm growing them out but like at 14 you can't do that to your mom that's true So, and so those are my points of like, I related to her to a point, I wouldn't have become a bitch afterwards. Right. Like, but I do think that some of my things with like how many clothes that I hold on to and stuff like that stems from that situation. It's tough when you don't even know what your capable of looking like or doing with yourself because what you are not capable of changing is so in your face all the time
0: yeah anyway
1: and i think that is why i've always loved makeover movies i love any type of makeover scene in any movie or any tv show or anything like that and probably as a kid this would have been one of my favorite episodes. Hmm. It is the most talked about problematic episode of Boy Meets World. According to what? According to anything I see. So um, I love Boy Meets World. So sometimes like... What? I know. So like Reddit um, or even Twitter, like all you had to do is search Boy Meets World on or, Twitter and like there's all, like anybody who's tweeting about Boy Meets World is up.
0: Or Facebook.com slash group slash BMG and BMW.
1: Yeah. Wow. Just like that. Okay. Um, any discussions. So this episode comes up a lot where it's like, oh, everybody says the boy meets world still holds up. They must not remember the episode where they did a makeover on Ingrid because she wasn't good enough to go to the dance with Corey. Like it comes up constantly. I had forgotten about the episode until like a year ago when I for some reason it was just constant. Like everybody must have forgotten that Corey and Sean were assholes like just because of this one episode but i would have loved it as a kid because i love makeovers because i wanted one okay eight o'clock
0: eight o'clock so i think that's about does it for this episode
1: yeah you hate it It put a bad taste in your mouth i didn't
0: i didn't love the episode i i was okay with it i'm glad i watched it there were things about it that i enjoyed but as a whole there weren't a lot of moments that made me feel good or Mm -hmm. laugh or happy or anything,
1: or have the Christmas spirit because it's the Christmas episode of 1994.
0: Uh huh, that is true. It is the Christmas episode of 1994. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means we're heading into 1995. That's going to be that fun. Is true.
1: This this episode aired December 16th of 1994.
0: So I like how you move away when you get quiet, and then you're just close.
1: moving the microphone around. I have to, <laughs> like a Ouija board. I have to. Um,
0: <laughs> So anyway, that's gonna do it for us. I we we've talked pretty lengthily, lengthily. Lengthily?
1: I like it. It's it's we've talked lengthily
0: about this episode. Uh, Can't go another episode without bringing up Pokemon. So anyway, uh, give send us your thoughts. Um, Talk on the Facebook group. Talk on the Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. Email us if you want, but no one literally has ever done that.
1: Which is like. It's okay that no one has done it yet, yes. just because sometimes we forget to check it. And I would hate, I would hate to like find out that we had had a message waiting for like a week. Mm-hmm. I would hate it. Even with like the Facebook group one, mm-hmm. I was like, Hey, did you know? <laughs> did you know that someone commented on the Facebook group? Yeah. So we're getting better at it, though, guys.
0: We're trying. So anyway, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl meets Boy Meets World. We've been recording for six hours? (laughs) 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 Class
1: dismissed. Wait, no?
0: Season two, episode 12. Class
1: dismissed. (laughs)